The Ringer Gambling Feed is your one-stop shop for all things betting throughout the NFL season from week one all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We have you covered every which way. We got our favorite futures. We got props. We'll discuss the lines. And of course, we'll throw in a few parlays. That's a given. So whether you're a sharp or a square better, we'll be breaking it down in terms hopefully everybody can understand and we'll try to win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to One Shining Podcast. In uh, case you missed it, this is a bonus episode, and we're talking about the Champions Class. We are live in Los Angeles. I'm sitting in a Los Angeles Spotify studio. Kyle, producer Kyle, is not here, but Kyle Mann is in the building. And Kyle Mann, we just watched Kansas-Kentucky wrap up, and I have to start with a simple question. Are you okay? How are you? How are you holding up? Um, I wanted to know too. We 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 do have a, a college basketball head with right. us. Isaiah Blakely was back there just don't rattling off names, talking about the two four seven rankings. It was rankings. a tough look for producer Kyle. Well, I'm not gonna it, lie. It was, We're like, wait a second, do we have the wrong guy in the building? You know what I mean? <laughs> this is like John Calipari tonight when he looked at DJ Wagner and he looked at Reed Shepard and he's like, maybe wait, do wait, I have the what? wrong guy up what? there? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was I was uh, I always like uh, Isaiah knows ball. I always like watching games with him, but like. Uh, um, yeah, I'm doing all right. I mean, it was it was sort of an arc. I mean, you guys heard me over the past few weeks, and on Twitter, I said that like I thought this was going to be a curb stomping. I th- I thought I was specifically worried about you know, um, I mean, the bigs obviously. I, I I thought that that matchup was going to hit Kentucky in some vulnerable areas that were going to be re- hard to recover from, and, and they did. And I mean, it was it was sort of a brute force effort from Bill Self of just like, yeah, we're just gonna you know, we know you guys can't stop the run we're going to run every play we are not going to run a single pass you know it's like they just uh I mean Dickinson obviously had you know an insane stat line in this game I mean first 20 and 20 games since Nick Collison in 2003 and if you watch the game like the 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 box score versus what we watched actually in the basketball game I feel like they're far apart this does not feel at least from my vantage point that Hunter Dickinson dominated this game in fact I thought Kentucky's pace kind of set the tone in this game and it wasn't the DJ Wagner Justin Edwards you know two-headed monster that we all thought it would be 
those guys combined for five points. Instead, it's the quote unquote other guys. It's Reed Shepard. It's Rob Dillingham, right? It's a Duthiero. Like, and and Mitchell had a good game. Like he did a good job at least making them earn it. And then on the Kansas side, the stats look great. DeWan Harris has the best game of his, you know, Kansas career, 25 points, but they needed that to pull out a win against Kentucky, which I think that's the big story here. Kentucky, they look fun again, right? This looks like a vintage Calipari team. This was, you know, we talked about how I said, I think this is going to be the fastest team that Cal's had probably since 2017. They might be cumulatively faster. Like they were very, very quick. Uh, and I, I mean, when they were playing aggressively and like trying to like, you know, pressure them and get deflections and, and get, just get out and run, we saw Dillingham had that insane stretch in the first half where where he went wild. Uh, he was that, so hot that Calipari benched him. Like Calipari that was, was a like, classic to come out of the game. No, that was Before I, I'll you take tell the you heat check air ball that I know is inevitable. Let's get you out of the game. Yeah, that's I mean, and that, these are the crests and the valleys with Dillingham that we we've all you know, if you've watched him over the past couple of years or two or three years that you, you know this that like he gets NBA jam molten lava hot, you know, mm -hmm. lava dripping off of it. Right. And he always he always makes that one extra two extra like. All right, you're off the rails. Like right. he gets so he gets so out of out of control, and his on ball talent is so wild. I mean, he he I mean had that stretch where he hit like three or four threes, and a lot of them in transition. But that one play that he kicked it to to Reeves, I thought for sure he was going to shoot that ball. But when he took like, Maxie used to be kind of that way too, where he would always make like one extra play, where and you could always feel it coming. Like ah, that was that one was a little too much. Like and, and Maxie always had kind of like that smile, like he'd run back to the bench, like he was like your dog that you're just like you know you're not supposed to poop there, but you know I love you so much. Uh, you know he's just got that kind of like ah oh, shucks I did it again. But Dillingham. I felt like he looked in control at times. He looked like a real threat at times. I mean, they compared him to Maxi. Kevin Connors compared him in the broadcast at halftime to Maxi. Um, so it was all the encouraging signs for Kentucky fans. And this was a team that there was some conversation about what do they look like? What is their identity? I think they have a really good identity. And if you get your two stars who are supposed to be your stars, DJ Wagner and Justin Edwards to play a, a, a subpar, I mean, this was a subpar game, but if they just play par, then you have a real threat as a team. And I I think that's the big takeaway. Like, I mean, I know Kansas won the game. They kind of save face in this one. Dewan Harris saves the day. Five for six from three looked great, but it really was about Kentucky. And I think Calipari, he probably goes after this game and says, hey, guys, I like the way that we competed tonight. A lot of positive variables kind of hanging in the wind for Cal that he can come away feeling good for. I mean, like I went into it with low expectations thinking it was going to be a rough one. I know, you know, I talked about like nine and a half is what we kind of thought the line might maybe should be. But um, over the course of the game, I always joke, you guys got to see kind of my true. I, I definitely let out a huge let's fucking go when Reeves hit <laughs> that and did a big I'm a big power clap guy during my, you know, I don't know if you guys are like this, but over the course of a game, if I'm invested in it, which is kind of only Kentucky football and basketball games, I'm a big like, let's fucking go power clap. Like mm -hmm. I've been known to shatter windows with my power claps. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the big, I know what the narrative is going to be back home for this. I mean, it's the, the, Cal is understandably when when he has loyalty, it has been something. I mean, it kind of it kind of hurt him in 2015 when it was clear that like he needed to play more of those U-less lineups with with the Harrisons, and he kind of left the ball in their hands. And they needed to go in the car. Like loyalty is a great thing, and I know that the conversation going back is going to be 
you know, is the leash a little too long for, for Wagner and and tough, tough night for Edwards too. You got Rich Paul. We talked about the new balance. Deal. Right. Rich Paul sitting courtside, wearing his new clutch gear, sitting next, next to Zach Levine with his arm around him. It felt like he was trying to have the welcome to the world, Justin Edwards kind of night. And it was not that at all. In fact, it was, you watched the arrow and you're saying, is that the guy who you should be the number one pick? You like, said that before the half, and I was texting with one of my buddies who's a scout for a team, and I was like, I was like, I feel like the arrow's a pro. I, I made the prediction. I thought he was could be a top 40 pick at some point, maybe even higher, but like um you just wonder if they like they were they were just kind of like DJ, you know, he, you want him to be aggressive. You know, I I I've argued that I think that Reed and DJ need to play together because just the fluidity of their offense, the ball wasn't moving. I, I brought up to you, uh, you and Isaiah that like uh, I was just kind of looking at like the play type usages to takeaways from this game. And in this game, Kentucky had uh, 10 isolations to Kansas is one. And on those isolation plays, they were 0.333 points per possession uh, in the game. And, and that's that's not good. Whereas Kansas they just like hammered it inside and I would have too if I were them and it worked. It wasn't pretty. I mean, like, you know, that, that Dickinson three at before the end of the half was, was huge to kind of like stem the tide a little bit. He had a lot of nice plays around the basket where he was just kind of flipping it in. And they also got a huge game from Dewan Harris. I think you saying that he was just around the basket, flipping it in is a great description of Hunter Dickinson playing basketball. It does seem, I mean, it's gotta go win. You're not, I'm not trying, you're not trying to rob credit, but they, they, he's got to put them in. It's like, but, and, but they went in. That was the thing. They, they just kind of like brute forced it, rammed it up Kentucky's ass. And it, it ended up, you know, in, in they pulled ahead at the end. It is, it is rare in life that when Duke plays on the same night, as all these other teams that they would have the guy who's not the biggest villain, right? You know, the fact that Kansas has the biggest villain going into this game and he kind of lives up to the billing a little bit, you know, had a couple elbows, you know, kind of had a, a little frustrated moments. But I think the takeaways from this game, what do we learn tonight? We learned that Kentucky has to figure out who the crunch time point guard is, right? Is it going to be Wagner? Is it going to be just get the ball in Reeves's hands? Is it someone like a, a steady hand like Reed Shepard? Is it Rob Dillingham? There was a moment where Rob Dillingham on the last possession brings the ball up the court. So it, maybe Calipari says he could be the one. So there, there's the question there for Kentucky. And then on the Kansas side, Bill Self said, and producer Kyle was watching the game, he texted us, he said, did Bill Self just say he can't trust K.J. Adams? <laughs> and I think that's exactly what he said. And we're not in the lip-reading business, but that's what it looked like. Speak and, for yourself. Well, him fouling out and kind of being um, a liability at times, he's so talented and he's so good, but he can't have these dumb fouls because they need him out there. Yeah, and, I was um, I was terrified of the of the Adams at the five lineups because when Kentucky was up. five, K.J. Adams is terrifying. When Kentucky was up, I was like, oh, my God, don't go small. But I mean, and he he was right to stay. This was an interesting sort of like circular, like snake eating itself thing, where it was like these two teams were sort of poking each other's obvious weaknesses mm -hmm. in a circle, like over the course of the game. And you just saw, I mean, the the, the Harris thing was was huge. But I think Kansas, uh, you know, I was talking with CJ Moore from the Athletic, who covers you know Midwest basketball right. really really well. I would recommend reading him. His stuff's always really smart. But we were just kind of talking about. Uh, I was telling him I thought Kansas was a terrible matchup for them. It turns out Kentucky was more of a bad matchup for the, for Kansas than I expected, and I think that their perimeter kind of concerns. Um, you know, Kentucky is a is is an unusually fast team. I would think I'd say for a like a power five high major. There was a couple of times Dillingham was just one step blow by Dewan Harris. Right? I mean, they they have some special talent when you talk about like that first step and and athletic ability from he both he and Wagner and even Reed Shepard. 
had a couple Shepherd, moments. W- but well, yeah, Kentucky fans are over the moon that they're that a native guy is such a good player. He's legit. It's, it's for real. Uh, but it, it also he had a couple moments that were like the lights were a little bright. But he also had some that were huge. But at the end there, he panicked on that. He came across. Oh, there were eight seconds left, and he maybe I, he might have thought he was going to get fouled. It was very freshman, right? That yeah. last possession, they're down three points. But you know, as every announcer in the world says, you don't need a three here. But the freshman of Kentucky, they came down and said, we do need analytics. Need a three. People <laughs> hate that. You're following that on Twitter, yeah, like right. like Seth Part. Now he he despises when people say that. But I, I think it's the biggest eye roll that you can say. But it. It literally is said in every game. It doesn't matter. Even if you don't want to say it. I remember Jason Bonetti one time was talking about this. He was like, sometimes I don't even want to say it, but I feel like the audience at home, they need to hear it. You know what I mean? Because everyone's thinking, okay, let's take a step back three. Um, But you can get it the old-fashioned way. They don't really run anything. That's a Calipari staple. Um, He's basically saying, our Jimmys and Joes, we don't need X's and O's. We're going to go ahead and let them do what they need to do. But it was a perfect example of why you have the number one team with a lot of veteran experience and then a team that's still figuring out their identity. But the fact that the team that's figuring it out can push the team that's supposed to be heads and shoulders above everybody else, that's encouraging for everybody. And I will say that pace, Hunter Dickinson didn't make it down the court. He wasn't in the Multiple, frame. You yeah, all pointed right. that out several times. It was pretty hilarious. It was I'm like, like where, where is he? Yeah, we're gonna have to cut to the wider angle to get him. Yeah, we need the uh we need we need a we need a different lens. Meanwhile, yeah. KJ Adams is, you know, 30 feet in front of him. You know what I mean? Like there, there is going to be a situation where a team that's pushing the pace, you know, teams like Kentucky, teams like Michigan State, who also played the night against Duke. We'll talk about them in a bit, but um teams that push the pace against Kansas they're going to test Hunter Dickinson and I do think that at some level Bill Self is going to have to say I'm going to go small ball five but to do that I have to be able to trust KJ to not get bad fouls you know what I mean and completely take him out of the game and that's going to be a question I think if Kentucky had moved the ball I think what you're going to see is I think that you're going to you're going to see teams start to try to move them side to side better like we talked about the isolation thing like I, I definitely think Kentucky settled a lot you know we talked about uh, we talked about um, Antonio Reeves. He was seven for 25. Now he had 24 points, but he was three for 17 from three. I just think that they were a little sheepish about attacking him in space at times. Also, I think we need to, we got a shout out. I mean, Kevin McCullough, quietest triple double. I mean, Ever. like, yeah, yeah, t- 10, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 12 points. Um, he's, he was a lot of mouthiness in this game, too. I was going to say, McCullough and Dickinson had a couple of moments where they got heated with each other, mainly McCullough getting heated with Hunter Dickinson not getting rebounds. That's what I do like about this Kansas infrastructure. Like, last year at Michigan, Hunter Dickinson would have these moments where it's almost like he checked out mentally of games, and you're like, you want to shake him, right, if you're a Michigan fan. But with Kansas... There is just a built-in accountability because they are that level of a program, and the rest of the players, Bill Self doesn't have to say anything. McCullough's been on good teams. Townsend doesn't have to say anything, right? They're just like, Yo, dude, what the hell? Like Harrison McCullough have been on. They're gonna be like, we're not putting right. up with this shit, basically. Yeah, yeah. Harrison, like, I'm a national champion. Like, this is not good enough. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. he stepped up in this game because he had to. He doesn't want to score 25 points, but the depth of Kansas is a question. Nick Timberlake. I don't want to, you know, it it feels like CJ Frederick, right? When he went to Kentucky, where it was just like, it didn't, it doesn't really translate. I know he comes from Towson. I know Towson is a good basketball program. I like Nick Timberlake when he was at Towson, but El Marco Jackson, they don't have the depth right now either, where if those three guys aren't on and they get in foul trouble, they're going to have some question marks. So that, that was the big kind of revealing part of tonight is like, even though Kansas won, there was some chinks in the armor, and more so than maybe we thought going into the game. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that um, 
Yeah, they they definitely have some things that need to they they need guys to step up and step in. Maybe we'll see a little more from Braun. I'm not sure, but um, overall, I mean, I think the big the big takeaway here is just like this is a stage annually for NBA talent to kind of cement themselves in the national conversation. I know we we were having a conversation like what is the role of the Champions Classic anymore? I think is yeah. is kind of one of the big takeaways. I don't know if you wanted to save that, but I, I think for in terms of like draft talent, this was a kind of a, a a weird entry. You don't really see the crapping of the bed to this extent. I mean, Wagner missed a bunny. I mean, he had the corner. He he missed. He was he was really rough tonight. I mean, Wagner was uh, one for twelve from the from the field, zero for three, missed a couple free throws. Just you just you you didn't feel the rim pressure. You, you need you, they're going to need him to see two and get off the ball better for Kentucky to have flow in their offense. I and think. when he's bringing the ball up for Kentucky, it doesn't feel like he's going to initiate something or create something for someone else. It just feels very static, right? It does not feel dynamic at any level. And I think that's why Dillingham was given the ball late in that game because Cal Perry's like, at least there's a threat there, right? There's the threat that you're going to get by your guy and drive to the basket and maybe get an old school and one type situation, right? And DJ did not have that. I I don't think this is going to be kind of the story for the rest of the season, but they had it all queued up, right? They wanted to run the packages where they're talking about Milt, they're talking about Dewan, and they're talking about the passing of the torch, right? I mean, this is the Champions Classic, right? They, they had a built-in schedule of the packages they wanted to hit with Justin Edwards as well. I'm sure they wanted to cut to, to Rich Paul and talk to him about some, his new Some editor deal. out there is pissed. Oh, yeah. There's he did some a lot editor, of work. Yeah. He's, like, what, he's like, what the hell is wrong with these guys? Why wasn't I cutting tape on Reed Shepard? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, tough. What, he was, some, somebody was out there Well, it was like, uh, I got I got paid at least, you know. So I'm sure. I'm sure there was a a finger over the button that was shooed away at some point. It was it was weird. It was really odd to see them. Like Edwards looked, he just he just looked completely out of sorts. He looked unsure of how to attack, when to attack. Um, and yeah, and Wagner, Wagner, you could, I suspected that this would happen with Wagner that he would be like, this is my, you know, because it is it is kind of a branding moment too for some of these prospects to like establish themselves. We saw we saw Maxi do that in this game. We've mm-hmm. seen. We've seen players have big games like this. Even Tyler Hero in the Zion blowout game. I mean, it, it was like he was the silver lining of the other side where you're like, I guess this guy can can play, right? He can be a starter against the – and then the Duke team was like, oh, my God, is this the greatest team we've ever seen? We've had I try not moments. to think about that game. Yeah, that, was a, that yeah. was a tough game. I was at that game. I think that's why I think about it because I've never – my jaw was on the floor for half of it, and I'm like – what did what did Coach I just, K do? I said vivid. <laughs> did this mem- dude just did this. <laughs> I said vivid memories of EJ Montgomery not touching Zion until he got below the free throw line. I was just like, "What have you guys seen? Do you know right. Zion? Like, what are you what are you doing?" I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Anyway, you want to talk about Duke? Yeah, let's talk about Michigan State and Duke because this one was um, just boring, right? This was just a really tough watch. And the Champions Classic was originally in 2011. You're supposed to, you know, kick the season off. This is supposed to be college basketball. The biggest programs hit you in the face. College basketball is here. Obviously, it has changed now where we've had college basketball for over a week. We've had some good basketball games. So, there's two more years currently of the Champions Classic, and I do think we have to have a conversation is, 
do we put it on the front end and we do blow it out and we make it a thing or do we just reconfigure what the setup is? Because it did feel today a little anticlimactic mm-hmm. at some level. Um, I like the packages for John Shire going back to Chicago. His house is 23 miles from the United Center. We got all those stories going into it. But the basketball itself was just two teams that just felt desperate to get something going. And Duke was ultimately the the winner in the end by Caleb Foster just basically knocking down open threes, right? I mean, that was pretty much the biggest takeaway from this game. Duke looked good, but it wasn't some Filipowski dominance. Uh, Michigan State, you know, Malik Hall had some moments in this game. I thought he looked pretty good, but they can't shoot the basketball. Uh, their guards, Tyson Walker looks good, but it's not, you know, he, he's not helping elevate. He's not helping the bottom line. He's getting his stats, but he's not helping the bottom line. And then Duke, I still feel like they have to figure out what their rotation is. There's a lot of talent. Um, you've seen people talk about, you know, McCain and Foster. What does that look like? I mean, McCain starts, Foster plays better. So Duke has a lot to figure out. So this game, I, d- I don't know how much I took away other than Duke gets like the exasperation of, okay, we're back on the right, we're back on the right foot. We needed a win. We beat a, a perennial top program and, and we push forward. I don't think they go away and say, we feel really good about where we are right now. Yeah. That game really just lacked flow. I mean, Duke, Duke came, came ahead and got a lot of just, uh, stuff. <clears throat> got a lot of stuff going early. Sorry, I got dry throat here. Allergies from being in LA. Um, that, that ocean that air, year, that man. ocean air, just not agreeing <laughs> with me for some reason. I'm Downtown LA air. I'm <laughs> used to breathing pollen. I'm, I'm used to re- breathing just pure pollen in Kentucky. I can't can't get it together. Um, no, and you know Duke Duke pulled ahead, and it just seemed like you know we get these little spurts where where it seemed like you know that Michigan uh, State made a run in the second half. They made it interesting at least for a little bit, but this game was just well, very just rigid. Yeah, I mean, at the eight, we were sitting there with Tyler Parker and Sirit Sohi were both, you know, NBA people pretty much exclusively. And, you know, you and I spend a lot of time proselytizing the the beauty of college basketball. Right. It's good to know Isaiah is on our team, too. But we were we were sitting there and um, I was a little embarrassed, to be honest with <laughs> yeah. you. Take, because, it reflected on us. We we're yeah. like, guys, make some shots. Yeah, like, I, felt like, uh, I felt like I felt like the 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 professor in Goodwill Hunting. I was like, you know, when, when you don't show up, it, it reflects poorly on me. It was it was kind of a deadbeat dad kind of a game that just didn't show up, you know. Like so, at like the eight thirty seven minute in the in the first half, the, the score was eleven to twelve. So, and then you know, it was it, three to two at the under sixteen. Yeah. Like I, I was in my car driving in, and I'm like just listening to this and I, and I, so I had not seen it visually and I'm just like what what is happening out there where every single moment is like Dan Shulman's like we're waiting for some offense in this one you know let's go to break and we'll be right back it was he, terrible he's trying to pump up everything that he can and make it he's trying to church it up you know Joe, right. Joe Dirt style great screen yeah, by yeah. Ryan Young yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Ryan Young was a really fascinating one I was mm-hmm. I, I that was one that I told them because you know people that have never seen I was like you're getting ready to see the most Duke ass basketball player that you've ever <laughs> seen and Ryan comes in I really love like um Ryan Young almost like he plays like he plays like a like a basketball instructional video from like the 40s like the way right. like he plays like a like they're they're in a black and white gym with like you know Claire B or whoever it is and he's running and across here comes the, Satch Sanders and he yeah. like he runs across I'm you all can't see me but I'm waving my hands frantically right. it's like he's like making sure he's available his post right. touches right. and he's just he's very he has there's almost like a drama school kind of a thing he's got like a fabulous like I'm up at, you know it's like it's mm. very like it's jazzy get him in the producers ASAP yeah, right. yeah it's a yeah. little bit uh you know, springtime for Coach K. Uh, yes. You know, there's like, um, <laughs> I don't know where that one came from. But like, you know, Michigan State, 
It was 22-18. The league got as big as, let's see, 30, 31-20 at one point. And it, and it, it just kind of felt like Michigan State was trying to produce offense. Um, playing off of shooters a lot. I mean, a lot of the – Foster really was in rhythm a ton. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of like, just easy open shots, dribble pull-up shots. I've tabbed Foster before the season. I thought he was somebody to watch. Do you think this is something that's going to continue, or is it going to get like, or is it better to have him come off the bench? Do you think? I think he, I mean, he played 29 minutes tonight, 18 points, obviously. And, you know, Roach is going to be in the starting lineup. Proctor's probably their best player. You and I have, have kind of been, you've been hammering, you were hammering that point home tonight. You kept looking at everyone, you're like, I told you, Tyrese Proctor, best player <laughs> on Duke. Um, but it, it is one of those things where, Eventually, McCain, I think he's probably the more coachable one. He probably fits into, like, the the politics of being in the starting lineup. You know what I mean? But eventually, the talent may speak for itself. And I don't think Shire is going to have any issue replacing freshman for freshman. You just worry about McCain's confidence if that's the case. But you can't really deny the fact that, you know, Foster basically tonight solidified the fact that he can play in that spot and he's going to be okay. And he's a nice threat from the outside. I mean, Duke has the pieces to to really be a threat. And they got guys on the bench like Stewart, who, I mean, played four minutes tonight, but I think he's actually going to end up being someone that really needs to play for them at some point. Maybe he takes some minutes away from our guy, Ryan Young, who had eight points and seven rebounds, looking like Brian Zubek out there. But um, I, I think Duke has a lot of good pieces. I just don't think they figured out the puzzle yet. And Shire, when you have that much talent, you have time to figure out the pieces, yeah. especially when you play a Big Ten team. Yeah, Stewart, four minutes. Yeah, didn't didn't really get anything going. Oh, he had one turnover, and he, he actually got a block. But he's a guy that I, I expect to play a little bit more. He'll 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 contribute at some point. I, or I'm, he's going to transfer somewhere else and oh, be like Sidney Ojeley, uh, yeah. you know what I mean, and have like this whole second career, right? TJ Power is the one that I was kind of keeping an eye on. I don't know. He's not hurt or anything right now. He didn't get any burn at all tonight. I thought we'd at least see him a There's little bit. There's always one like lost, wandering five star that's on the Duke bench that you're just kind of like, man, I remember when I saw that kid when he was 15, 16, I thought he was going to be the truth. And the, the Olex you know, is the on Joey the team. Baker, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I see him over there. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I, I thought this guy was going to be a star. Right. I mean, that's the luxury of being Nike university. You just got like five stars yeah. at your disposal. That was the other funny part of the night. And I, I pointed this out to you. It's like Kansas is playing Kentucky. I've never seen the Adidas three stripes so prominent from the Kansas sideline. And then the the Kentucky sidelines, like we're going all Nike'd out. Then you got Rich Paul doing new balance pitches. It was a very battle of the brands. Like you were talking about every, everyone was trying to like put their brand, you know, on the forefront of the stage right now in college basketball. This was the setting for it. And weirdly enough, I, I think that some of the other cast of characters actually asserted their brands oh, yeah. outside of the, the ones that were quote unquote, the chosen ones. You know what I mean? Rob's going to get a deal. Like oh, Rob, yeah. Rob Reebok, this is an opportunity for them to step right. in and lean into Very the Iverson thing. Of them. Yeah. Just be like, this, look, you, you wear Reebok shoes. We, we make it all happen. And Rob's like, Signed the deal. I got. I didn't. It. I didn't see. Um. I didn't see a New Balance ad buy during the broadcast. Did you pay I, attention to I that? Did not. I saw the, a lot of Nike ads. I saw were, LeBron playing basketball with his daughter in the in the driveway. A lot of Nike pushes out there. Yeah, DJ. Well, there's the the DJ uh, prom ad played tonight. Right. I wondered. I wondered if they would they would do that. But no. I mean, overall, I, I think you know this this feels like a really Michigan State thing lately to happen. But uh, you know, it just it just seems like. 
they'll get it together by the end of the year. I, I pretty, I'm pretty in on Shire as a coach. Like I, I'm pretty sure uh, by the end of the year they start. They ran into a like a, a really physical buzzsaw that was a tough matchup for them in Tennessee last year in the tournament. So, um, but they they were looking good around the end of the year, and they they have some pieces I think that are going to be able to chip in. You know, the more the more of those lineups that they can play and keep the ball movement on the floor with these with the Proctor. I I, I honestly wonder if Roach is maybe going to recede a little bit as the season goes on because Proctor is such a good, you know, the ball moves through him is what he I say. He needs 10 that, shots a game. Yeah. I, I feel like Shire should go to him and say, you need to take 10 shots. I mean, he's 13, 6, and 6 tonight, and it felt like he did that in a very confined space. You know what I mean? They, they need to open the world up for Tyrese Proctor and say, hey, um, Jeremy, we love you. We want you to be the Quinn Cook of this team, but we got another guy that we like what he's got in his bag, and he came back for a reason. Let's let him go. And, I mean, Proctor's a guy that can give you 25-30 on a given night. You know what I mean? I, I really think he can if he takes enough shots, a la what we saw from Reeves tonight. Reeves was not bashful. He's like, I'll take 25 shots and get 24 points. I love FGAs. That's my favorite stat. I mean, anybody <laughs> that can get 25 shots up, you have my attention. And I think Proctor needs that mindset, um, you know, at a certain level. And Michigan State, like you said, I mean, Izzo's going to sell the whole thing like – you know, th- this is the adversity that we needed. You know, we're going to bounce back. And Hogard is the one that's really got to figure it out, especially yeah. from a scoring standpoint, because Walker's got that that all handled right now. And Hogard needs to be involved in the game at some level. So um, Izzo is a winner tonight. John Shire is a winner tonight. Bill Self is a winner tonight. And John Calipari is a winner tonight. So it turns out it actually was the Champions Classic. A whole bunch of champions. Even when they lose, they win. They get what they want. Participation. No, I mean, your eye kind of goes to i mean you know duke duke just really really snowballed them with free throw attempts 24 for 30 from the line and they hit it you know 80 percent. i will say my and, michigan state people in my life have reached out they keep sitting the free throw differential in this game it's big and it it's is big. And it they is missed, pretty big they missed the ones they took they you know 58 yes. so but mark mitchell pretty- um shout out to him he obviously is a superstar because he gets superstar calls this guy he, he just drives to the basket and they're like whistle two shots so i mean that's the good news for Duke. They they have non-superstars getting the calls, and they're also initiating contact, driving to the basket. That was the problem with Kentucky late in that game, right? They're just like standing around the yeah. three-point line, hot potato passing around like, you you do it. No, you do it. And Reeves is like, shit, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, Reeves, I'll just jack up. Yeah, Mitchell got a couple pretty favorable calls down the, the stretch of that game. But yeah, I, I think... Um, it's, I, I come away from this night. I'm disappointed just cause you know, hope the, it's the hope that kills you, man. I, mm. I didn't have any hope going in. And then once it looked like they were going to do it, I was like, nah, damn it. And I was like, now nah, I'm in a bad mood, but uh, I was, I was ready to be emotionally dead to this night, but overall, I don't know. So, so champions classic overall, you're in, or you out, you're also, I mean, I, I kind of got two more years of it. Well, two more you years. know, Carolina not being a part of it. it I always wonder if Look, maybe you there's can only a little... have one. You know what I mean? Duke Duke got the spot. They're the champions. We let them play in it. And, you know, there's been a lot of national championships. Since 2011, Duke won a national championship. Kentucky won a national championship. Kansas won a national championship. Tom Izzo went to a couple final fours. So it does check the box. But I will say when they announced the event, it was supposed to kick off college basketball with the bang. And I don't know how we got so far away from that. So either go back to the original ethos of the moment or get rid of it or figure out some other configuration where 
there's there's eight teams involved and we get like a muscle man you know what i mean like we and we set it in hawaii yeah and, you know, yeah, yeah and we call it the maui invitational which and, is and you and i go and yeah that'd be a great and let's idea. say it's all totally paid for just yeah. I'm just throwing hypotheticals we'll be brand out, ambassadors you know? yeah, yeah. That, that that would be a great idea oh man someone should come up with that tournament um i think that's a great idea that's a great idea yeah, but yeah. yeah again everybody's champions again close your eyes right now of the four teams that are in this tournament how many do you think you could close your eyes and say, I see them cutting down the nets, winning the national championship? Because I think that's the other part of this. Like when I went the year that, you know, Duke blew out Kentucky, it was like, the, that's the that's the national championship team right there. I mean, you know, not to jump too far ahead and obviously it didn't work out that way. Michigan State got them in the end, but I do feel like they they sent that message. Did we have anyone? Did Kansas send that message tonight? I still think Kentucky, you know, Kansas, you know, I trust self as a coach. Obviously, I trust him to make to figure out how to how to manufacture the things that they're going to need in, in terms of the X's and O's. And I think, you know, the experience in the defense, I think it's going to get a lot better. Um, I, Kentucky, just the weaknesses, I just worry about it biting them in the end, the balance. We'll see. I mean, there's mm. but there's a lot in the air, like we said, like the the Bradshaw. I don't know the Bradshaw is like the rim protector that they're expecting. I kind of like the gorilla fly around chaos disruptive thing that they got going with the arrow playing the four and things like that. I hope they don't go away from that uh, once they have the big seven footers. But Kansas is the team still that I I, I feel like. That's a half court team at the end of the year. They're going to be able to manufacture that kind of stuff. Granted, Kentucky's tiny, but I, I still, I haven't come off of that. Have you? I think that Duke and Kansas can win the national championship. And tonight did not change my opinion on that. You know what I mean? I still think that they're actually at that level. But I think Kentucky, I now consider them okay. We're we're, we're in a conversation, Sweet Sixteen, Final Four. You know, maybe they get hot, right? You could talk yourself into it a little bit more. Michigan State is, uh, you know, a lot of the Big Ten fans out there were saying, well, if it's not going to be Purdue and it's not going to be Illinois, it's going to be Tom Izzo. He's he's old reliable. I still think they're in the mix for the Final Four. Like, I'm not completely done with them. I think they have a lot to fix and a lot to figure out. Maybe they can make a damn three-pointer at some point, but they're going to be in the conversation. So I leave here and say two teams are Final Four ceiling, two teams are national championship ceiling. And if you're, you know, those coaches tonight, that's that's a good thing to come away with, especially, um, you know, Kentucky being back in that car. All Calipari needed was some good PR. And I feel like this is the first domino, even though even though they lost. The vibes are good, even though they lost. I, right. You know, they're, they're not terrible. You got some things you're worried about. You got a lot of things that, that they're, they're not certainty that they're that they're going to they're going to trim positive like the big guys and DJ. And DJ they'll figure it out. But uh, I think they know like Reed needs to be on the floor more. I Reed think there's no doubt the about floor. that. I'm in love with Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham. I feel like Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard have to be some of the faces for this team. And Adu. I mean, Adu's another guy. Like, we we kind of gushed about him as we're watching. The high energy, the impact, like giving Jeremy Sohan vibes at Baylor, right? Just somehow involved in everything and also not afraid to just go bang with the big. You know what I mean? Like, he he's just kind of fearless. And he ran out of juice a little bit in this game, but I think um, he's going to be a, a tough cog in the machine for the Wildcats. A couple other games that happened tonight we have to talk about quickly. Marquette beat Illinois. Um, that was as expected, but Marquette looks the part. They're a top five team, another team that I think could cut down the the, the nets in March. So Shaka Smart still handling business. Also Creighton, Iowa. Um, we have not talked a lot about the Blue Jays, but I am very fascinated by this team. I think they're better than they were last year, which oh, is saying okay. something. Right, uh, maybe yeah. that maybe that's the take for this team. But um, Trey Alexander looks great. Uh, Kalkbrenner looks like himself. 
Um, you got Ashworth there. I think that Miller has taken another step. He's been able to contribute at a real level for this team. So Creighton gets a win against Iowa, two of the best offenses in the country. But uh, the Blue Jays, as we talk about Final Four National Championship, they're in the conversation as well. So it wasn't just the Champions Classic. We had other good college basketball, which is the whole point. Like, let's make this its own singular event to kick off college basketball. And then I think we're all happy. Instead, we're watching IUPUI open the season. And that's no shade to IUPUI, but, you know, Maybe we watch Kentucky play Kansas instead, and that would be great for everybody. Yeah. And then we don't have our NBA friends saying, what the hell is this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> we don't a, need that. You got to pick a time when it's, yeah, it's it's the, the the scheduling stuff has been weird just because the scheduling doesn't come from the same place like it does in the pro sports. I right. Mean, they, get, they have an issue with that. So I, I don't know how you synergize that. I don't blame the lower schools for undercutting it and trying to play early and get their moment. Like, yeah. You know, whatever. I mean, the 24-hour thing, I don't even think they do that anymore, do they? Or did they cut that out? I mean, it's basically just like – the most anticlimactic start they could possibly have. But like you said, as everyone kind of saw what the set date was for the champions classic, the actual championship, I mean, that was like their whole MO. They're like, let's just get in before that game. And then we get eyeballs by proxy. So it's just business. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. Just but, uh, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. That's a, a conversation for another day. The champions classic. We saw it. You saw it. It was good college basketball, especially the second game. We enjoyed that one. Um, this has been a bonus episode. Kyle, man, anything else before we get out of here? No, man, I'm good. It was it was good to see you in the flesh and, and do a little uh, pod and in person. I hope we get to do more of it soon. Yeah, we need you back in Los Angeles. Appreciate everyone tuning in again. This is One Shining Podcast, and we will be back on Friday. Hopefully, fingers crossed with producer Kyle. We'll see what happens and we'll see you then.